Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn how a good morning routine can actually help you sleep at night. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blateman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep, or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep, or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve, and actionable steps that you can take. So if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I'm often talking to you about the importance of an evening routine to help you get to sleep quicker. And I have a guide that you can download for this, so I'll leave the link in the show notes. But I've also explained the importance of recognising that getting good sleep is about more than just what you do before bed. It's also about thinking about your actions throughout the whole 24-hour cycle of each day. And in this episode, I wanted to explain to you how a morning routine is relevant and can actually help you sleep better. Okay, so it might sound a bit strange to say that what you do in the morning is going to affect how you sleep that night because the two events seem quite far apart in time and therefore unrelated. But for all of us, and when you have a sleep issue, it becomes even more relevant. How we act in the morning can set the tone for our whole day. And in turn then, how our day goes sets us up well or not for a good night of sleep that night. Now, there are several elements to a great morning routine and I don't have time to cover them all in this episode, but I wanted to pick up on a couple of important points that you might not have considered fully before. So a typical pattern to the start of the day that we can get into when we have a sleep issue is that we leave it to the last minute to get out of bed. Now, when I had my sleep issue, this was me completely I would lie awake for ages in the middle of the night because my thoughts were keeping me awake. And while I was awake, I would be talking to myself like, right, I've only got another four hours before I have to get up. So I need to get to sleep. And then another hour would pass and I still wouldn't be asleep. And then I'd be like, oh no, now I've only got three hours before I have to get up. And if I don't go to sleep now, I'm going to feel tired all day and I won't be able to function properly at work and I have to attend this meeting. And then what if someone asks me a question and I'm so tired I can't answer it. And then my boss will think I'm useless and, and on and on and on and on. Like berating myself in the night and getting frustrated that I seem to be self-sabotaging myself by keeping myself awake. And then I'd probably eventually go back to sleep, maybe in the last hour or two before the alarm. And then as soon as that alarm clock would go off, I would be able to sleep so easily. It always used to amaze me that I could be so awake in the middle of the night. And then as the alarm went off, it was like my brain was like, oh, I have to get up now. Oh, actually, no, I haven't had enough sleep. I want to get back to sleep. And so I would find myself then in the complete opposite position where now I couldn't keep my eyes open. I'm just pressing the snooze button and falling asleep in about three nanoseconds back into a deep sleep. And then snooze button would go off again and pressing it again and just repeating this sort of mental battle for a few more snoozes. And then 
I'd just be so annoyed at myself again then for getting into that position over and over again. And then because I kept pressing the snooze button, I'd now be really late getting up and then I'd be getting ready in total panic mode, rushing about the house, getting annoyed, feeling really stressed and generally working myself up into a state of being on edge and basically hyper, I guess. And then add into the mix at that point, I'd probably immediately want caffeination. I'd drink a couple of cups of coffee uh, to try and shake off that horrible dragging feeling. And then by the time I left the house, I just managed to feel simultaneously still tired, wired from the coffee, stressed, fed up, like all at the same time. Can you relate to any of this? Now, what I never considered was how this was setting up the rest of my day and how that would have a knock-on effect to that, that night, to the next night. So firstly, I was shocking my body out of bed with the alarm and then going straight into an ultra fast pace of getting ready. So with hindsight, it was highly likely that my body was accommodating this facilitating this by releasing adrenaline and cortisol into my system to enable this swift change of state from really really sleepy to full-on active. Now I want to point out that it is normal and healthy for the body to gradually release cortisol in the morning over a period of time. That's to shake off the last uh, vestiges of sleep and help us gently wake up. So that's normal but what I am talking about was that at that point in time in that scenario I needed instant energy and speed because I needed to respond because I had this threat that was looming over me now this threat of being late so I was in with hindsight probably triggering the stress response so now I will be starting each day by triggering the stress response, whether I actually had anything material to be stressed about or not. I basically created that stressful situation and then my body's just responding accordingly to try and bail me out, basically. So the problem that that in turn creates is as I would leave the house and start my commute, I was already stressed. And that means that I would already be on alert for other stresses for other cues and now I was probably more easily triggered by other things so if there's a traffic jam or the train is late or I remember that I was supposed to have gotten to work early that day maybe I was like oh yeah I was gonna get in early to get prepped for that meeting and now I'm gonna be lucky to make the meeting on time at all and so what happens now is I'm going to be responding to these triggers by releasing even more cortisol triggering the stress response over and over so you just tend to carry on in that vein now and then the whole day can just turn into a series of triggers of this stress response resulting in the release of more and more cortisol. And in addition, some studies have shown that there could be a link between insomnia, uh, a lack of sleep and just an increase in the body releasing cortisol anyway. And of course, what else was I doing? I was drinking all that coffee, which is obviously a stimulant setting off similar effects as the cortisol. So literally I was adding another layer and another layer. Now, what I didn't understand at the time was that 
all these chemical stimulants float around in the blood and they take time to disperse. And so if you trigger their release over and over and over for the across the period of the whole day, it can still be affected at the end of the day. It can still be circulating to some extent at the end of the day. So then when I want to get to sleep at the end of the day, what else does cortisol do? It inhibits sleep. So now my morning routine has set up my day to potentially be a day of repeated triggering of the stress response, releasing cortisol continually, and this in turn sets up my evening on my sleep that night to potentially be disrupted. And then what happens after that is if I don't sleep, I repeat the whole process again the following day. So, and just get in this horrible loop. So in this way, your morning routine is absolutely crucial. And this is how, or this is one way in which it links to your sleep in the nighttime. So here's your action step for this week. If this is something you want to work on, can you help yourself by starting off your day a bit calmer, a bit slower? Perhaps you could do a couple less presses of the snooze button and like the snooze button itself is not helpful for you, even though it feels kind of comforting at the time. But I'm going to save talking about that to another episode at some point. But instead of doing that, create a little more time to get into a place of calm motivation and positivity about the day. And I know you're tired in the morning and you're feeling a bit fed up that you're tired. This is totally normal. But the fact is, there's no point in dwelling on that once the day has started it really would be more helpful to look ahead to, you know, to starting afresh and saying, okay, I can't change last night. Let's just focus on today. How can I help myself today? I'm going to focus on the good things about the day ahead. I'm going to focus on gratitude for life. And then I'm going to start the day as I mean to go on. So starting the day by taking the time to start off your day on a good, optimistic place and a steady pace not going at full pelt in a panic. Maybe you could spend that time having a healthy breakfast, uh, 10 minutes meditation, maybe some positive family interaction rather than everyone just rushing around each other in the house. Like anything, whatever works for you to start off your day in a sort of, uh, in a nice place. Now, if you didn't hear the last couple of episodes, I want to remind you that I have released a free training called How to Sleep First Steps where I walk you through why your thoughts could be keeping you awake and my complete approach to getting better sleep. So I'll put the link for that in the show notes too. All right, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.